Starting in quarantine without an end in sight, we're bringing to you advice and good conversation from one teenager to another. This is Chelsea with Armbridge, a podcast we hope to be informative and reflective of the everyday world around us. Thank you for joining us today. It is currently July 12th. A few days ago, Sonica talked about the, co- the worries she had for the future and looking forward to going to college, which is very exciting. And today, I'm actually going to <laughs> do something a little bit less structured. I decided to do a solo episode today since Sonica did the first solo episode of our podcast a few days ago. I decided to go ham, a little bit unhinged as is the motto of our podcast, and I decided to look up a random question generator (laughs) to see if I could learn more about myself and answer a few questions that I probably have never thought of. This is exciting. Okay, we are generating the first question. Okay. What food combination do you eat that makes others cringe? I'm going to answer these as fast as I can, sort of like a deep questions, but opposite. (laughs) Um, When I was younger, I actually used to eat, I didn't do this often, but we used to get craft singles a lot, and I would like eat this with peanut butter. I don't know what I did. I would like have bread, craft singles, and peanut butter. I'm not sure how I ate it, but I thought it was like I didn't think it was good, I just thought it was decent enough for me to consume and enjoy, which was weird. But that's the last thing that I can think of. Um, If you've seen any of those like Snapchat, like food combination stories, they're pretty terrible. I think mine was pretty tame, if I'm going to be honest with myself, but that was my weird childhood fascination at the time. So, okay. Is time passing quickly or slowly for you? Right now, it's really weird because going into college, I don't know what it's going to be like. I know what my classes look like, but if this makes sense, like every year of school, sort of in the past few years for me, there's been something to look forward to. You know, I mean, in eighth grade, you have your freshman year. In ninth grade, you have, um, I guess like, stuff like the PSAT, some AP classes that you'll be taking. When you go into your junior year, you have the SAT. Um, When you go into your senior year, you have college applications. So every year there was something to keep me busy or to keep my mind occupied, but right now it's just like head empty, no thoughts. There's just nothing. There's nothing up here. The only thing fueling my brain is the news on Twitter, Um, the very humorous (laughs) political ads that I get on YouTube, Um, the occasional new song that I find in the middle of the night. Those are like the only things in my head. They're just like moving around. If you've ever seen The Office, there's that one episode where they're all in the meeting room and there's this like logo that's bouncing around the screen. That's like my one thought in my brain. So I'm trying to, I guess time is passing more slowly because I'm I'm constantly trying to find things to occupy myself. And um, at the same time, I, I plan out all these things that I'm going to do. <laughs> I, don't, I don't end up doing them. And so I'm just in this limbo of like, what, what am I doing? What is the purpose of my actions? Because right now, you know, there's nothing, I don't really have a goal right now. I have goals for the future, but it's just like constantly putting it off and thinking that everything that I pursue has no, has no consequence. Like I could sleep at three in the morning, but have nothing to do the next day. I could 
you know, spend the whole day watching YouTube but have nothing to do for it. There's nothing coming up that I have to worry about. So it's a really weird, it's a really, really weird existential moment that I'm having at this time. So, oh, <laughs> okay. What was the last big mistake you made? I'm answering these as fast as possible. <laughs> I think the biggest thing that I have to, that I regret right now is college applications, I guess. I was a little bit cocky, to be honest. <laughs> I sort of applied to a bunch of schools that I thought were like good, but I had no intention of going to. And at the same time, I had to, I wasn't honest with myself. Um, <laughs> I guess a bit of a bit of backstory for this logic. Um, I sort of believe that, you know, if there's if there's like a little bit of a chance for me to achieve something, I'm going to try it. And so I applied to some universities that were a little bit out of my league, but I was a little bit, I don't know if this is being cocky or not, but I thought, oh, I can probably get in, even if it's like less than 10% of a chance, it's a chance, right? But just relying on that and not on hard work that you spend trying to get in that specific university was not really great for me. So I ended up getting <laughs> a few a few rejections and I was sort of questioning like, oh, am I good enough for this? Am I good enough for that? But I guess my advice <laughs> based on this little, this thing that I did is, you know, be realistic with yourself and your goals. I feel like I just knew so many people applying to prestigious universities, really good colleges, but I failed to recognize that you know, the university that I'm go currently going to has always been the one that I've liked. And um, I kind of caught myself up in other people's goals and I made them my own. And I didn't realize that until the very end. So it's really important to understand what you want, even if it's similar to what other people like. You know, it's good to surround yourself with people who are like-minded, who are ambitious, so that you yourself can be ambitious as well. But it's important to create your own, I guess, destiny I'm going to be cheesy about it. So be realistic with yourself, be honest with yourself, but it's also okay to dream, but it should be your own dream. That's very important. What's the embarrassing story that your parents used to tell others about you? Now, I don't really have a specific story, but I do kind of dislike when um, my, my mom calls her sisters a lot because they're, they're very close. There's four of them total, including my mom. She calls them a lot and they live in the Philippines. So every time <laughs> we do something like for, you know, academics and whatnot, she always tells them, but I think she blows it up to, to, a, to a proportion that I, I don't believe is true because sometimes I'm a bit insecure. But um, the other day, or when I graduated last month, there's, there's a way of classifying your, um, your GPA, the cum laude system. And so in the Philippines, that's like a really, really big deal. I guess like more so when you graduate college. But for me, um, I struggled a lot with my grades throughout high school. I was never super confident in them until my senior year because like obviously I was just, <laughs> I was just kind of tired of everything. I was like, you know what? A grade's a grade. I'm graduating. It's fine. But she told my, she was like calling my aunts like, oh my God, Chelsea graduated ex cum laude. And they were like, wow. I was watching... I was watching TV with my siblings and my mom walks in with her iPad and my aunt's face is like this big, on this, like super big on the screen and she's like shoving it in my face like, Chelsea, tell them how you did. Um, 
sometimes I feel a bit embarrassed about that because I don't always feel the same way about myself as my parents do. So it's not really an embarrassing story. I'm just really bad at taking compliments and I'm insecure about myself. So <laughs> that's the answer to that question. Okay. Um, oh, do you have any unusual fears? Not really. I think this is weird because I'm asking myself questions, but uh, the things that I'm afraid of are mostly just like personal things like failing something or potentially being embarrassed by something. But I, I don't I don't really know. I mean, usually if I watch something scary or I see something scary, it's like in my head for a few days and then it just goes away. But I guess what does scare me is like human human progression because sometimes I feel like as we as we move on as human beings there are things that we develop for bad purposes and <laughs> I've mentioned this so many times I think I've mentioned this twice in the past like few episodes but I watched the matrix the other day and it made me realize that human potential can create very scary things like technology is is kind of scary but I wouldn't say I'm afraid of it. I just think that it's like every day that passes, there's like a new thing that comes up that makes me question why I'm alive. I see the news. I see that Kanye is running for president. I see that they're defunding public schools. I see a lot of things every day that make me like afraid of the future. But I don't know if that's an unusual fear. I think I'm just afraid of the Matrix specifically. That one scene where Keanu Reeves comes out of the the egg thing, yeah, that's, that freaked me out. That's my unusual fear. <laughs> okay, um, oh, what do you secretly hoard? Hoard, I guess, as in, like, keep a lot of? I, actually, I, I don't think this is, like, really that bad, but every time I'm, like, outside, I'm not outside as much anymore, but I always pick up, like, flowers, and stuff and I put them under this like really big old dictionary that I have and I press them so that they become like really nice to put on paper but I don't really think it's a secret like there's nothing scary about keeping those I don't know if I'm answering these too quickly I drank a lot of coffee today and do you ever drink coffee I know no one's gonna answer me with this but I, I drink coffee the, the <laughs> Dalgona coffee and then like the rest of the day, I just feel like hot, and I I'm like like jittery all the time. I don't know. That's just my my concern. I guess that's my unusual fear. Like, what will happen to my body if I drink too much coffee? <laughs> but I mean, okay, Dalgona coffee is so easy to make. It's like three ingredients that you always have in the house, and I was bestowed with hands that could create. So. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna keep doing it. Okay. Huh. What's the strangest thing you've ever found? I don't really think this is strange, but I remember one day I was volunteering for a like a a comp sci competition and um it was in it was in our school. And I was sitting like in the because we, we had to like proctor this exam and we were sitting, like, my partner and I were sitting, like, in the corner of the room, and there were, like, there were stacks, uh, under the desk, there's, like, sort of a, like, a little indent in the wall, 
so that there's like a countertop and then underneath is just space. There were like stacks of soda. There was a lot of Twitch merchandise. <laughs> there was just a lot of, there were like Funko Pop figures. There were coffee creamers and all this other stuff. And I just thought it was like interesting that the, the teacher's room that we were using, that person was a gamer. Um, it's not really strange, but it kind of made me realize that like people who have jobs, like certain professions, um, like teachers, engineers, doctors, all of these people have like different lives and interests. It's just that we think of them as one person the whole time. And that was sort of like an eye opener for me. Like, wow, <laughs> everyone, everyone has a life outside of, outside of like school and stuff. So it's also been that way for a few of my friends. Um, they've done things that <laughs> I, I've never done and that have been like sort of shocking to me. But it made me realize like how much you don't always know somebody unless like they explicitly tell you these things. But um, there's always more to a person than you see <laughs> on the outside for sure. When you're by yourself, what do you usually think about? It's like a, this is a really damaging thing to think about all the time, but um, my university is not, <laughs> is really, really far from where I currently live, and they decided that they would make most of their classes for this semester online, and I can't physically be there for now for the first semester, and it, it's really bad. I keep imagining like, oh, what if there wasn't a virus right now? I would be in university right now. I would be with my friends right now. I would be doing this, I would be doing that. It's a very like deprecating hole of like, ah, like it's never gonna be that way. So usually when I'm alone, I, I think about that and admittedly it stresses me out a lot because it's I know it's a situation that can't happen right now. And while like daydreaming, like it can be it can be good, right? It's sort of it's sort of this euphoria that helps you get over certain certain aspects of your life that you don't think are great. But it makes it harder for me to face the reality that we're currently in um, because for every for every thought that like pushes away the fact that we're in this like really surreal situation to be honest there's always another news headline there's always another issue that happens that like just brings it back so i try to think about like the future as well to sort of help mitigate that <laughs> that like existential fear of currently living in this in this situation but you know that's what I usually think about I, I make up scenarios in my head that might not ever happen but it's sort of a way that I cope and it's also again not a great process sort of deprecating what are the top three characteristics you feel are important for a person a person like when I, when I meet people, it's it's different, but I guess I can put this in the context of, of a friend or someone that I trust. I think communication is like, is, is really, really important, but I don't believe that constant communication defines a friendship. Um, I sort of mentioned this in another episode. It was probably the first, the first episode we had. I felt that a lot of my friendships weren't valid because of um, the fact that we don't communicate with each other a lot and it, it sort of made me insecure like am I doing something wrong am I not communicating enough so there have been situations where I blame myself for not necessarily being more outward and more forward 
but at the end of the day it was like something I couldn't control. So I feel like communication really is like a struggle for me, but it's also something I look for in terms of validating, again, like not only my friendships, but also myself. Um, I don't always know how I'm perceived to other people. So knowing that like someone will communicate with me is like reassuring, but I think it's also very misleading. A friendship can last like, even if you don't see each other, but that's something that I, I sort of, I sort of try to look for a lot. Um, I guess honesty is probably the second one. I think honesty doesn't necessarily like mean, you know, the literal interpretation of like, okay, I'm going to tell the truth all the time. Honesty, I think, is also being transparent about your feelings, being transparent about the other person. Um, I guess, for example, the other day I, I posted something on Instagram that was a little bit, it was like a tweet from Kim Kardashian and then the above explanation was like, um, oh, why are celebrities getting into politics, stuff like that. And um, someone, one of my friends texted me and she said like, oh, this is a viewpoint that I have about this. And I was like, oh, okay, I understand it. And so I think that transparency really helps me understand myself, but also how the other person feels. And it's, it's, a, it's a strengthening part of your friendship because I don't think like, I've experienced a lot of, I have never experienced a lot of friendship drama. So knowing that, you know, if someone else has a differing opinion, that's like really important to know so that I can be more sensitive and more understanding of the other person's ideologies and beliefs. And the third characteristic, let's see, friendliness, I guess. Um, I think I've met a lot of people just through them being uh, sort of like approaching me. I'm introverted. And um, I feel like a lot of friends I've made were because I sort of latched onto their interest or I latched onto them and was like, oh, I can relate to you in this way. So <laughs> I don't mean to say like, oh, as long as you're nice to me, I'm going to be your friend. But more so, um, if we can reciprocate that energy, that's great. That's awesome. And those are my, those are my answers for that. Oh. <laughs> What is the most selfish thing you do that you're okay with? Selfish thing? I don't know. I think admitting when I'm tired is is sort of is sort of important because nowadays like I don't again like I said in the beginning, I don't have that many obligations. So at the moment, you know, I'm trying to take a break from things and say okay, I'm not going to be present in certain situations because they're mentally draining. Um, I guess one of those things would be like social media because recently there's just been a huge influx of information that even if like I want to text some text somebody, I really have to like force myself to say, okay, I'm going to take a break. I'm going to come back later. <laughs> I don't want to like talk right now. And admitting that to myself has been, has been pretty important because um, like at the beginning of, I guess last month would be probably the best um, time time to start because that was when, you know, um, the Black Lives Matter protests were starting to gain traction and I started to become very, you know, very passionate about advocating for this. I was posting a lot, I was reading a lot, but it came a time, I guess, towards the end of June where I started getting, 
I wouldn't say tired, but I started getting overwhelmed by all the information because I had never really focused on an issue that much in that capacity until then. So saying to myself, like, okay, I need to take a break from this. I need to, you know, recharge, maybe watch YouTube or look at memes or allocate my attention elsewhere to be prepared to look at new information again the next time. And it's really helped a lot. At first I thought, you know, maybe I'm being a bit selfish by not posting as often or not signing petitions as often. But, you know, I think it's important that you come back with full force rather than, you know, tiring yourself every day with new information coming in constantly. So that's sort of something I've had to adapt over the past past few days and past few weeks. Okay. How long do you think you could survive on your own? These are very random questions. It's a little bit worse than deep questions for friends because it's like just scenarios you never think of. But survival? In terms of like wilderness survival? I would probably give up after the first after the first day. I don't like outdoors activities very much that involve, I guess, like being in an area with a lot of mosquitoes. So if you dropped me into the Amazon wilderness, I would probably give up halfway through. In terms of survival on my own, like in college maybe, I feel like I could do do it. Like I can I think I can cook. I can make my way to class on time. I can ask for help. Um, how long? I guess like the whole four years? I don't know. No, actually, probably a few months. I would run out of money <laughs> and then I would, I would probably have to admittedly ask someone for money, which I don't want to do. I'd feel bad asking for money. Oh, this is interesting. What's something that you know you should start, but haven't? So, <laughs> I really... Again, I'm going on a tangent, but this is like backstory, it's pretty important. But, uh, <laughs> I really hated economics. I really hated it. I mean, I understood it, and I understand why it's important as a citizen to be aware of what you're consuming, how much you're consuming, how to save money. I understand that's important, right? But as someone who's very interested in um, social sciences and humanities, I'm going into humanities as a university student. I feel like economics is too analytical for me, <laughs> if that makes sense. There's, there's math, which isn't hard, but I feel like it's presented in such a way that it makes you question why you're bad at simple math. It's really, it's really the worst. There are just graphs, there are charts. Um, we had to learn about banks which, to my understanding, you just put money in, you keep it there, you borrow money. If you can't pay back the money, then the bank will keep asking you to pay for money. That's all I know. That's really all I know. I just know supply and demand, exchanging, and when it came to <laughs> the AP exam, uh, I took it, I was like, um, really ashamed of my, <laughs> my progress. I decided to terminate my score, and I said, okay, you know what, I'm probably not going to need economics ever again, but it turns out, um, for the major that I want, I need to take economics. So <laughs> I took it upon myself 
to pick the economics class that had the least amount of difficulty. And I told myself a few weeks ago, this is like a really long explanation to get to a sentence, really. But I told myself last week that I would start studying economics in preparation for next semester. And I haven't started it yet because I'm afraid of really like my, my attention span. I think recently I've been engaging in so many short-term activities that like my brain can't handle doing something long-term. Like watching videos, being on Instagram, um, listening to music, those are all things that only last a few minutes. Like as in each song will last a few minutes, each, vi each video is like a few seconds. So I'm just, I have a problem with like starting stuff, but once I start doing something productive, I'll, I'll do it until the very end. The hardest part is starting. So I can't believe I've been able to work out, but I haven't been able to start <laughs> studying for at least an hour a day. So I'm probably gonna get to that eventually. Eventually I will get to that. Oh, how, how far back can you trace your family tree? I only personally know my grandparents, um, as in like, I've heard about my grandparents, but all I know is that, if I can go a little bit further back, all I know is that I had a relative in provincial Philippines who resisted Japanese occupation of their, their town which I believe would be in Batangas, if I'm not mistaken, but I don't even know how far back that person is. And um, so far, all I know, you know, all of my family came from the Philippines. I remember this one activity we did, actually, when I was in the third grade, where we, like, we had a globe, a paper globe, and we, we all had, like, a starting point in Texas. And my teacher gave us all string to where we would like pinpoint where our families are from and it would be sort of like a a string path for everyone in the class i hate to flex but mine went the furthest away from the united states all the way in the philippines everyone else's were like in the united states and i was just like woo i was all the way at the other end and i thought that was like the coolest thing ever but it also made me realize how um not diverse my elementary school was at the time Okay. What are you currently doubting in your life? <laughs> Going to college. Going to college. Um, at the beginning of the quarantine, around April or May, I had finalized my offer to go to university. I was so excited. I was like, I'm moving out. <laughs> I'm getting out of here. I don't have to associate with Texas anymore. We're, we're out of here. We're so out of here. I was so excited. I loved all the academic programs that my university offered. I was meeting a few people through our 2024 Instagram group. But as I kept going, and as course selection has been starting, it started a few days ago. <laughs> I was like, man, I don't, I don't know if I want to do this. I'm actually kind of scared. My university has this, there have been a few rumors about it going around that they have this really weird grade inflation policy where classes are so difficult that an 85 is considered a 4.0. That freaks me out a lot. <laughs> that really freaks me out. 
I was watching a bunch of videos about like easy courses, like definite easy courses you can take in university, um, which courses are like kind of blow off. And it makes me worry about how much high school has prepared me for college. Because I had a hard time in high school. There were things that I really didn't like, but now I have to <laughs> potentially study, or no, I have to study economics for a year. And I'm gonna be online, which I don't know how I'm going to adjust to that. I'm really scared about the changes of studying by myself, having to adapt to that sort of lifestyle. And I don't know if I want to be, I guess, quote unquote, an official adult. That freaks me out. Um, actually, you know, Sonica and I were talking about this. Turning 18, for those of you who like wonder what it's like, it's really just this, I feel like we're just, I guess, glorified children, if that, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Um, my university is in Canada, so when I go up there, it's legal for me to drink. Right now, it's legal for me to vote. Um, other than that, like, I haven't had any other, there haven't been any other advantages to me being this age. I am closer to being 20 than I was being 15 my freshman year. There's, like, a lot of fear and expectation that I feel like I've put on myself just because I'm this age. It's really terrifying. And being 20 seems like kind of old. <laughs> when I was younger, I used to think that my cousins who were in their early 20s, probably, yeah, they're still in their 20s now, were pretty old. I was like, dang, imagine being like 20 years old. But that's literally, um, for me, about not even two years away. It's like next year. That's, that's really terrifying. So I'm doubting whether or not I can uphold my current like situation <laughs> so okay hmm what is something that you find mildly annoying but not annoying enough to do anything about <laughs> the first thing that comes to mind i'm filming like right next to my window i can see like the it's like a not a patio but it's it's like a a small shade in their backyard and they've been building it for the past or they've been working on it for the past month and I believe the the people that live next door to me are retired so um <laughs> my mom was like oh I guess like old people kind of older people kind of wake up early and so every day for the past well not recently but last week and probably the week before that I would wake up to sounds of like men kind of talking on the other side, like machines going off. And like, it's just been really inconvenient. But when I saw the shade finished, I looked over at it. I can see it right now. I'm looking at it right now. And I noticed that, you know how like some people, their backyards, there's like a shade connected to the back of their house. I'll probably insert a picture for those of you on YouTube, like right here in this general area. But this one, it's like detached. It's like a separate square of shade detached from the back of the house. They're not connected. I don't know why that really bothers me right now. And I mean, I probably can't see the whole thing. I can't see the whole thing from where I'm sitting right now. It probably looks better in their actual house. But it's been bothering me constantly. I know it's like a stupid thing to talk about, but it's really been bothering me. It's mildly annoying. Do you have a favorite brand? 
Lately I've been shopping a lot at Uniqlo. Uniqlo is like the best, it's the best, like, I love it so much. Okay, first of all, they have high quality fabric, really good looking basic clothes that you essentially need for your wardrobe, and they're at a great price. I love great prices, and Uniqlo <laughs> gives me the best prices. I also love their graphic tees, they're really cute and very functional, and they're not like corny or cheap, and they've lasted me a few years. I've had, I have a few shirts in my closet that I've had for almost two years now. So it's a wonderful brand, amazing quality, really just like top-notch, amazing. And the next thing that comes would be butter. This like, <laughs> I've said this so many times, but this is probably also really pointless, but I just want to talk about it. Every time we make cookies or we bake, we use this one specific brand brand of butter called Fleischmann's. Fleischmann's butter, it melts super easily, it gets soft super easily, it's just super versatile, and compared to like Challenge butter, which like never melts, it takes forever to melt, and Land O'Lakes, which is okay, I guess, Fleischmann's butter is my favorite brand of butter. Like, if you're making stuff. Uh, I don't even know, it's so stupid, but I just want to talk about it. Hello, <laughs> I'm in the process of editing this video right now, and um, I just wanted to clarify that I am not, <laughs> there is no way that I am being sponsored by these brands in any way, as Sonica said on her episode a few days ago, we are not that qualified yet, <laughs> or we don't have as many views to get sponsorships, but I just want to say that these brands are great, I definitely recommend them, especially if you are shopping online during quarantine, or baking a lot of things during quarantine, but yeah. And the question called for me to answer honestly, so that's what I did. Okay. What have you recently realized that you have been doing wrong? You've been doing wrong. <laughs> um, I don't think I have anything in mind, but my family these days has been buying, we've been buying a lot of watermelons and pineapples. My dad likes cutting a whole pineapple and um, I, I remember talking about it the other day like oh what, what fruit should we get next in the groceries and, and everything and I kept calling a pineapple a watermelon. Um, took me a little while, I got laughed at a bit. Other than that, no other situation <laughs> that I've been doing incorrectly from what I know. Okay. Oh. Um, what is something you own that you have never used? I wouldn't say I've never used these, but if... I don't, I don't think a lot of people know this, but I'm like really big on buying stationery. And I was in like TJ Maxx one day, and I saw this like $10 pack of like brush pens, or brush markers. And I thought, man, this is a good deal. This is a great deal. I opened them. The quality was not great. They were just knockoff. Crayola markers, the brush tips did not move, it was not a good experience, and I don't use them because I'm just ashamed of what I fell into. Like honestly, you could put, you could make something sound super good, put a cheap price on it, I'll fall for it every time. I told my mom, like, I think it's good for me to be cheap as a incoming college student, but she also said that I fall for it too much. So, that's the truth. I'm not even gonna lie. Um, 
What's the story about the last time you cried? Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna advocate for this right now. The last time I cried that I remember was... Actually, it was last month. <laughs> I remember I was like going through some of my old Instagram photos and there's this one photo that I use. Maybe I, I can probably put it right here in the video for those of you watching on YouTube. But it was it, it's a picture of my friends and I from... This was like we took this in middle school. It was my friend's birthday, my friend Gabby's birthday. She was a guest on episode four. And it was in my archive. I was looking at it. I was just staring at it. I was sleepy, I was so sleepy. And <laughs> I started crying because I was like, man, I really miss my friends. I miss like times like this when I would just go to the pool, see my friends afterwards. And it, <laughs> it just made me really sad. I was like thinking, you know, why can't things be simpler? Why does everything have to be so difficult right now? It just really sucks, it's so hard to not, you know, envision the summer that you wish you had. And yeah, that was, <laughs> I cried a little bit. Because whenever I cry, I don't know if it's me, but I start thinking about all of the other things that I could be crying about. I don't know. So I thought about that. That made me cry. And then I started crying about other stuff. I don't even know. But it was, I don't know. It was cathartic, I guess, in a way, to cry and to admit that I felt sad. But it also just made me think about my friends a lot. So miss you guys a lot out there. This will be my last random question before I torment myself with deep questions. So, okay. Do you have something special that picks you up when you feel down? What is it? I have a, <laughs> this is like, man, I'm really just admitting it right now. But I have a stuffed animal that I've had since I was a baby. He's still like intact on my bed somewhere but I just it just makes me feel good to know that like I've had uh, this is corny that I've had like a constant companion throughout all the years of my life and I also like stuffed animals so not even gonna lie there all right before we get into deep questions with friends everybody I'm going to share our song of the week which is niche by Eric Ripreid. I found this song through a targeted ad on Instagram. By the way, the Instagram algorithm for me is just, it's so accurate. It really hurts. It's, it's so accurate. But I found this song through a targeted Instagram ad. I clicked on it. It's a really happy song. It's a perfect summer song. So I recommend that you listen to it. For those of you listening to the song on YouTube and on Anchor, we'll be back after a short break. All right. We're on deep questions with friends now, except it's just me, but in the spirit of the segment, I'm going to call it deep questions with friends. All right. Oh, this is interesting. I'm just going to stick on this one since I'm here. Does living your life for others make your life have meaning? We sort of answered this question before um, on, on another episode, but I sort of stated that indirectly we all live for somebody this might not be a specific person that we like or that we love but we always do something with the intention indirectly for someone else right 
this is sort of a funny example. Or when you, I mean, okay, like this is, yeah, a funny example. But when you drive on the road, you know, it's always important to be safe, stay in your lane, follow the traffic lights and stuff like that. Again, not only for yourself, but also to be a safe driver so that you don't, you know, potentially hit somebody or crash or interfere with someone else's driving. Again, we don't intentionally live for that other person driving in the lane next to us, but we live with that intent of being safe. Also a good example, I guess, right now would be wearing your mask outside. You wear it for yourself to keep yourself safe, but it's also important, you know, to keep in mind, like, that someone else could potentially be infected. Unless you've tested yourself, you don't know if you might be infected. So, in terms of making it have meaning, hmm, I guess the meaning could be, like, hmm, this is really, this is so hard. Without, like, Sonica, it's just, like, awkward. Um, but I guess the meaning would be, you know, like, being, feeling fulfilled, like, okay, I did something productive today, I did something good today, I helped someone today, or I stayed safe. And in the process, someone else must have been safe. So I guess the meaning could be just feeling like you did something good in that way. And yes, it works. It might work. This is really hard. This is really hard. <laughs> I hate I hate doing this by myself. Okay. Let's see. Hmm. Are we the biggest threat to humanity? I would think so. Um, we were talking about this, <laughs> my brothers and I were talking about this today, but when you think about um, the political parties that were founded after George Washington said, oh, it's not good if we have political parties, um, no one can ever agree on anything. Even if you're with your best friend or someone that you think you're close with, you're no I don't I don't think I've ever met anyone that I've 100% agreed with. So in that sense, like uniting everyone across the world or having this agenda of like world peace and stuff, it's not impossible, but it's very difficult. I think as long as people have grudges and stuff, we will always be a threat to someone else. So, uh, I don't like doing this. <laughs> this one's kind of, well, let's see. Why do we throw away food when we know people are dying of hunger? This episode is just full of, que full of questions. Um, it's really just a problem of distribution. I don't, I don't know. I feel like I read this somewhere where um, food is, I mean, obviously not being distributed correctly. From developing countries especially, we get produce. Um, from our neighbors, we get produce um, across the world. And it's really just like a, a matter of privilege. I swear I read this somewhere, but it also has to do with like the governments that you live in and how certain like things are being distributed. Especially now there's a lot of talk about, you know, how much we as a, as a country, as the United States are spending on specific things and how specific things are being defunded or um, are in the process of trying to be defunded. And I think it's really just like, it's a, it's a higher up thing. We can, we as a country have the ability to put embargoes, to put um, trade barriers on specific products and specific things that we use, all in the name for nationalism, or perhaps another government might be embezzling money, which happens in developing countries as well. 
So it's really just a matter of people's business, the top 1% doing their own business, I guess. So we throw away food because we have this ability to. We live in a developed country. And sometimes it's hard to put into perspective, like the food that I eat right now, um, that I know of, there's no way I can send it to like a developing country. So it's, it's just like, I think there's, a, there's that inherent selfishness and that need to survive on the current lifestyle that you have, really. And from there, I'm going to conclude today. I think it was sort of interesting doing my own solo episode. Um, talking to myself is really weird, but having questions from the internet have been pretty helpful and interesting. So we're going to conclude. <laughs> this is really, this is really something else. I miss having someone to talk to on the podcast. But, you know, again, everyone, what started in quarantine has now come to a non-temporary end. Thank you to Random Questions or randomwordgenerator.com and again, of course, Allocation for providing some questions to help me think and talk about various topics. We hope you continue to join us every Tuesday for more advice and overall shenanigans. On the YouTube channel, please make sure to check out the song playlist which we have compiled with all of the songs from all of our episodes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Podcast, and continue to stream, and thank you for supporting us. Until next time, this is the Armbridge Podcast.